honor give him praise this morning thank you Lord thank you Jesus won't you remain standing for just a second in Ezekiel chapter 37 I read this scripture to you last week I'm preaching from it again today I've just entitled this message today this thought these bones look pretty bad but how many knows there's a second part to that they don't have to be that way doesn't have to be that way. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the midst of a valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass by them all and around, and behold, there was very many in the open valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Lord, you're the only one who knows. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I'll cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Everybody say live. Put sinews on you and bring flesh on you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And then you're going to know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied. As I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. There was a rattling. The bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered over them, but there was no breath in them. They said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come, up on the four, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Have you ever felt like that you were dead in your spirit before? Prophesy to the four winds. Breathe upon these that has felt like they were dead that has been fallen, that were slain, that they may live. And I prophesied, he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. He said to me, Son of man, these bones are the house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. <clears throat> Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And then you're going to know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O oh my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land, and then you'll know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says, says the Lord. Father, in the next few moments... God, I want to thank you, number one, for what you've already done in this house today. 
Lord, because I believe that you've breathed on some folks today. Now, God, help us to realize that we are, we have come alive. Help us to get up on our feet. Help us to become that great and mighty army that you're causing your people to become. Put breath in us, oh God, as we walk. Put breath in us as we breathe. Put breath in us as we go about our daily routines. Let us understand that with you all things are possible. Give us breakthrough. Give us breakthrough today. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you so much, worship team. Breakthrough. Breakthrough is one of these things that we, we talk about a lot in church. Breakthrough is one of these things that we may identify as something that we need from the Lord. Could be identified as that. <clears throat> I just believe that if there's ever a time in America that we need breakthrough, it's now. We need breakthrough. We need breakthrough. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we've got, and we're living like the Bible talked about, we're living, we are living in perilous times. There's people thinking things that doesn't make any sense anymore. They're doing things that doesn't make any sense. They're making statements that doesn't make any sense. And I'm not talking about the outside folk. I'm talking about church folk. We pretty much understand the outside folk going to do things that don't make sense, right? But it's the church folk we have to scratch our heads at sometimes. So we're living in perilous times. And it's possible that we're living in a land sometimes that's full of dry bones. Full of dry bones. That desperately need an outpouring of the Spirit of God. You say, Pastor, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but we just come through prayer conference, and man, the Lord just poured out upon us, and that's good, and he did, and we need that. <clears throat> Those are times of refreshing. This morning, God just showed up in a powerful way, and it's times of refreshing. We need those times, but listen, I, I've lived long enough to understand just because I got a time of refreshing doesn't mean it's going to last. I would, I would love for it to do that. But we have to purposely in our heart understand, Lord, every day give me a breath of you. Breathe upon me. Let your spirit breathe upon me. I'm not saying that, we, that our relationship with God has to be all this. It can be, it can be consistent. But we all go through those moments of, of, of feeling low. We all go through those moments of feeling dry. We all go through those moments of wondering if God is with us, is he for us, and he is today. So we live in this, in this, this land of, of dry bones. We need that fresh outpouring every day. Our community, some, has become a wasteland that's filled with dry bones and bones that feel that, that all is lost and bones that are caught <coughs> in situations that seem hopeless and bones that's caught in, in, in situations that doesn't look good. In fact, when you look at it, these bones, they really look pretty bad at times. See, we understand that whenever you see a bone, something's usually wrong. You've either broke something, and sometimes you have to go get it set. Sometimes you see bones, it could lead to death. I mean, we even are smart enough to understand, especially us guys, when we see a bone, it's time to go get another piece of meat. Bones sometimes can look pretty bad. A bone becomes dry when there's no attachment to life. A bone can become dry when, when it has nothing that will provide nourishment to it. A dry bone has no substance whatsoever. 
A dry bone is anybody that has no spiritual attachment to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anybody that has broken fellowship with Him. Anybody that has a wavering fellowship with the Lord today could be labeled as a dry bone. A lot of our churches today are dry bones. A lot of our churches today are comatose. They're not dead, but they ain't alive either. They're just there. A lot of times we look back in Scripture, and I can remember a story of Sodom and Gomorrah as an example of an evil nation, twin cities that were full of a whole lot of dry bones, a bunch of hard-headed and hard-hearted group of people that rejected the Word of God. But I can't help but wonder if sometime if we are not better than they were. The only visible thing that separates us today is the fact that we're still here. We're not burnt up. And that's only because of the mercy and the grace of Almighty God that He has upon His people today. Amen. We're here because of the fact that God spared us and we're able to survive because His mercy sustains us today. You may look around at you and you look around at your neighbor and you say, well, justice sometimes has told us that we ought to die. Justice says we should have been the one that hung on the cross. But can I tell you, the grace and the mercy of Almighty God says, no, I've already paid the price for them. They can be let go. Amen. And I don't know about you, but that's something to shout about. We've got reason to rejoice today because of the mercy and the grace of Almighty God. This prophet Ezekiel, he come upon this valley of dry bones, and really it was no hope on the horizon when he looked at these, when he looked at these bones. When he looked at Ezekiel, he was a, he was a contemporary uh, prophet of uh, him and Jeremiah. He was, he, and, and, and when you look at Jeremiah and look at Ezekiel, both of them had their ministries before and during this Babylonian exile. But God had a particular message and a mission for Ezekiel. Jeremiah ministered to the children of Israel that were still in Jerusalem, but Ezekiel was carried off with the group that was in captivity. When you look at the name Ezekiel, it simply means this, God will strengthen. Amen. And Ezekiel was to inspire. Ezekiel was to strengthen. Ezekiel was to encourage this generation that was born into exile and to remind them that the Lord God Almighty was still on their side. That's what I'm trying to do this morning to you, to encourage you, to, 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 to just let you know, hey, God is still on our side today. How many believes that, that God is still on our side today? You look at this mission of Ezekiel, don't think it was an easy mission just because God gave him that mission. These people that, were, that he was ministering to was a depressed people. They were a defeated people in battle. They were removed from their homeland. They were mocked by people who conquered them. There was nothing easy about the mission that Ezekiel had, trying to provide inspiration, trying to provide help to a people that did not want to be inspired, trying to provide hope for folks that, that felt Everything was hopeless. Trying to encourage people that did not want to be encouraged. You ever met anybody like that before? When you're trying to speak words of wisdom and words of encouragement, but yet they wasn't listening to you. You've been trying to speak words of hope that there is a tomorrow. There's a better tomorrow. Just hold on to the fact that God has got you. Listen to me, church. Whether you believe it or not, God understands everything that you're going through today. God knows exactly where you're at. Don't be surprised that if God doesn't just show up one day and breathe upon your situation and breathe upon your life today, amen. God can do it, amen. amen. There's hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. We look at Psalms chapter 137. The children of Israel were so agitated. 
They were so aggravated that, that the Bible says in Psalms 137 that they threw their harps. You remember that story? Their harps was an instrument of praise. That's what they used to worship. That's what they used to praise the name of God. But they threw their harps into the trees and they made this statement, how can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? You ever felt that way before? How can I sing God because of everything I'm going through? How can I sing a song of worship and praise because of the junk I'm having to walk through today? The news that I got from the doctor, how can I be happy? How can I be rejoicing? How can I have joy in my heart because of all the trauma and all of the things? Listen to it. Many of us come to church Sunday after Sunday, and we come and act like we're in a strange land. Hello, somebody. We act like we're in a strange land. We, gotta, we, we are a lot like a Christian of, Christians of Israel. When all is well, we're going we're gonna to bless God at all times. That's how we are. We, we're like these, these folks that when we got a good job, I'm going to be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, and I shall not be moved. When all the money's in the bank, and I got all the money in my pocketbook that I want, I'm going to be able to say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But when the winds of adversity come, come and the money dries up when our money is funny and everything is going wrong we get a case of amnesia and we wonder where is God is that alright we forget that every day ought to be a day of thanksgiving we forget, we forget that all we work together for the good of those that love the Lord. We don't want to hear the fact that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. When we feel as though that God has dealt us a bad hand, what we really want to know is what Jesus cried out on the cross when he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabbatana, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You ever felt that way before? Well, I've been praying before and went through some stuff, Sister Kathy. I, I've, I've cried that, God, where are you at? Where are you at, oh God? Where are you at, oh Lord? Why have you forsaken me? You look at this text, Ezekiel declares that the hand of the Lord, he said, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Listen to me. We need to realize that the hand of the Lord is leading us today. We need to realize that the hand of the Lord is guiding us to the day. It's the very hand of the Lord that strengthens you and I and sustains you and I. It's the hand of the Lord that protects you and I today. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit. Can I tell you, church, it's the Spirit of Almighty God that makes all the difference in the world. The Holy Spirit is the key of Knowing God. The Apostle Paul even wrote, he said, No one can even make the confession Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. You can't even say that except by the Holy Spirit. There is no way that a child of God could ever make it if it was not for the hand of the Lord. Thank God for his hand. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his protection. Thank God that he looks down on me when I didn't have nobody else to look down on me. And he picks me up and leads me right back where I need to be. Amen. Thank God for his protection on my life. In fact... Nobody saved or, or not can make it without the hand of the Lord. Well, Pastor, you don't know who I am. I've done all this by myself. You may have thought you have, but you didn't. <laughs> Thank God for his hand. Thank God that he leads me. 
Can I tell you, you probably feel like I do. Before I had sense enough to know there was a God on my side, he was there. Before I had sense enough to even understand of his protection power, he was protecting me. How many of you, like I have, can look back on your life and say, you know, back then I didn't see it, but now if that wasn't for God, I wouldn't have been here today. Oh, yeah. I can tell you time after time after time after time that if it wasn't for the protected hand of God, none of us would be here today. We're here today and we're blessed today and we can lift holy hands today simply because of the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we can pray and we understand what it all means to cry out, Father, Father, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. We know what that means. You look at this text, and it goes on to say, The hand of the Lord set Ezekiel down this, this midst of valley of dry bones. And leads us to know that Ezekiel was not there because God wanted him to get there. The songwriter said, The Lord didn't bring me this far to leave me here. We've got to understand and realize that the same God that brought us is the same God that can keep us, and that's the same God that can take us through the fire. Amen. He's the same one. Ezekiel's down there in this valley. The hand of the Lord caused him to pass all around these bones. In other words, Ezekiel surveyed and he looked at these bones. He took inventory of these bones. He got down with the bones. Everybody say, got down with them. Now hold on to that. Ezekiel got down with the bones to see what condition they were in. Listen to me, church. So many times we're afraid to get down with the bones. We got folks around us every day that we don't want to associate with. Dry bones. That needs to be alive. Dry bones that needs help that only you can give. Dry bones that need somebody to speak life back into them, but yet you refuse sometimes to speak the life into them. Too many of our churches have supper, have supper saints and super saints, folks that don't want to get down with the bones. Just give me that high important job. I don't want to get out there with, with the bones, with the dry bones. Can I tell you this morning that in order to effectively witness, we've got to get down where the bones are. We've got to get down to, to the fact of the matter. We've got to get down to those places. Only when you find out where and the how can the Lord use you and move them from where they are to where they need to be. Aren't you thankful that one day God saw fit to send somebody your way to get down in the midst of your old junk and bones and dry bones, silly bones, Drug addict bones, alcoholic bones, family separated bones. Come on, somebody. Thank God that he ministered to us that way. And Ezekiel got down here, and after Ezekiel Lee looked and checked these things out, and he calculated all these things, and, and uh, he observed these bones, and he said, Lord, these are, these are very many bones, and they're dry bones. He looked over the situation, and, and the Lord calls him to say, Son of man! Can these bones live? Can these bones live? I brought you here that by my might and by my spirit, you had a chance to access the situation. I know things that don't look too good. In fact, the situation looks pretty bad. A battleground full of bones. There's no blood. There's no muscles. There's no movement. There's no flesh. There's no organs. There's no attached limbs. No tissue. There's no ligaments to these bones. They've got nothing that is associated with life to these bones in this, in this valley. They're a valley full of dry bones. But I want to know, son of man, can these bones live? 
Can these bones live? I, I sort of like what Ezekiel did. Ezekiel placed the decision into capable hands. We know that from Scripture. He placed that decision in the hands of the Lord. He didn't say, yeah, Lord, I know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah, these bones can live. And he didn't say, no, Lord. Had he said that, he'd have doubt the power of Almighty God. But instead, Ezekiel said, oh, Lord God, only thou knowest. Sometimes we look around a world that we live in. We look at the corruption in society. We look at the crime. We look at the racism in our workforce. And we wonder in the world, how can these bones live? And all we need to do is put those bones in capable hands and let the Lord do with them what he wants to do with them. You've got to do your part, and I've got to do my part. But ultimately, it's up to the Lord God Almighty who does all the things, amen, to make the bones live. The word that God gave Ezekiel was to preach to the bones. He said, Ezekiel, tell them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And can I tell you, some 2,000 plus years ago, the message is still the same today. Dry bones can live one more time. Dead bones can live again. Dead hearts can live again. Lives who's been destructed. Lives who's been tore up. Lives who's, whose life has been tore and just, and just shattered can be brought back to life again because of of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ezekiel did what the Lord told him to do. Now listen to me. We're a Pentecostal church, aren't we? At least that last time I checked, I thought we was. And so, I've been raised in Pentecost my whole life, and so when I preach or others preach, it's all right for us to spur them on a little bit saying, Amen. i like you to do that. I like you to say hallelujah. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you raise your hand every now and then. <laughs> you, I, I'm going somewhere. Just hold on. You're not going to bother me. It doesn't bother, it doesn't bother me. I know some folks does not worship God like I do, and that's all right. I don't blame you. Some, some of you, you're quiet in your worship, and you just want to lay, lay there. I mean, sit there. Don't, don't lay there. You, just, you want to sit there with your, with your hands folded like this and your head, I, I, that's all right. I know folks that way and God ministers to them. God blesses. But that ain't me. When the breath of God blew this morning, I wasn't about just to sit there like this. I didn't know how in the world I could. When God moves in, I don't know about you, but I got to do something. In a few short days, and this is not in my notes. I don't know where this is coming from. There's some of you I don't know how to say this now. That you'll watch that Super Bowl game and you'll shout to the top of your lungs and you'll lose your voice because your favorite team is winning or losing. And when we come to the house of God, we act like we've got to be dignified. I'm not, I'm not trying to say you've got to be crazy. Don't get me wrong. But there is something within us called the Spirit of God that causes us to worship the Lord. Amen. To worship the Lord. To give Him honor and to give Him praise. To thank Him for everything. And God told Ezekiel, hey, can these bones live? They were dead. They had no life in them. They had no life whatsoever. Listen to me. Some folks come to church on Sunday and shout hallelujah, but they shout all other kind of things on Saturday. I like what Brother Hall said on Thursday night. It just come to me. If you he was here Thursday night and you heard what he said, he, 
he was preaching. He talked about this lady that was in his, I don't know if it was his church or one of the meetings. I can't remember. That, I didn't get that part. But she's, he said that she'd come up, and every time she'd come up to the, to the altar, she'd get slain in the spirit. And he wasn't helping her any. And he thought to himself, if the, if the presence of God, the spirit of God, puts you on your back, when you get up, you ought to be helped. Now, that, that makes sense, right? And he caught her in the altar, and he got to looking at her, and she was doing her shaking, her normal stuff, and getting ready to fall out, and he just stopped in the, his service and said, Hey, don't you dare fall out. Now, I don't know that I had boldness to do that, but he did. And he had to go over and talk to her, Sister Sue, a little bit about, you know, when you fall out under the Spirit, it's because God puts you out, not because you are falling out. We, we've been so dry sometimes that we've got this traditional thing that we know that we're supposed to do in Pentecostal church, and that's why we do it. Some of y'all are going to get that later on, but that's good preaching right there. And we hadn't received the real deal. We've only got emotional. We've only got the, the jerk. Well, I can jerk, and I'm not in the Spirit. Believe it or not, I can fall out, and I won't be in the Spirit. But on the other hand, when the power of God moves, let God move upon your life and let him change you and let him do something new in you and fresh in you and vibrant in you. Let God change your life. Amen. Amen. How many knows God can do that? He can. God said, hey, Ezekiel, these old bones are dead. These old bones are dry. Can these bones live? And all of a sudden, all of a the sudden there was a, the Bible said there was a noise as he began to prophesy. Matter of fact, Ezekiel saw foot bones that stood in the way of sinners that now stood up on ankle bones. He saw ankle bones that was, that was not standing on the promises of God. Now that was joined up with an old leg bone. He saw leg bones that walked not in the counsel of the ungodly, but now they've connected to the old knee bones. He saw knee bones that didn't heed the word of God, that said that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess, but all of a sudden the old knee bones bowed down to the old hip bones. And he saw hip bones that sat in the seat of the scornful that had now connected to the backbones. He saw backbones that refused to carry one another's burdens in the heat of the day, but now the backbones was reaching down to get a shoulder bone and picking them up. And shoulder bones that would not bear the cross had now reached down and picked up the old neck bones. And neck bones that was stiff in sin. Amen. And now had grabbed a hold of the old head bone. And head bones that was too headstrong in sin had reached down and grabbed the old arm bones. And arm bones that refused to hug their brother and sister when they come to church had now reached down and hugged all other kind of hand bones hand bones that refused to shake one another's hand was grabbing one another's hand I heard bones come together Ezekiel said bones that was dead bones that was dry bones that had nothing are now alive in him amen you balcony folks y'all need to clap too amen <laughs> We're going to remodel this church one day, and I'm fixing to take out that balcony wall. I hate it. Y'all are a part of us. Say amen. I'm just picking with y'all. <laughs> These bodies, he said, look alive. But he said, they look alive, but 
They're still dead. Now, don't, don't miss this part right here. They had no breath in them. Preacher, you've done your part. Now, this is what I want you to do. Ezekiel, you've done what I told you to do. Now, this is one last thing I want you to do. I want you to prophesy to the four corners. Preach to the four corners of the wind. And tell them to breathe into these bodies. Ezekiel moved out of the way. Boy, that's, that's a good statement right there. Sometimes we better get out of the way. And let God have his way. There's times we need to get out of the way. Ezekiel moved out of the way and the Spirit of God moved at God's command. Why don't you stand with me real quick? And listen, as you stand, you, you may be high today and you may be low. You may be rich and you may be poor. But when the Lord gets ready, <laughs> when the Lord gets ready, He can breathe on your situation just like He did earlier to these up here in this altar. He can breathe on your situation. How do I know that? On a hill about a half mile outside of Jerusalem, Jesus Christ died so that dry bones can be alive. He died so that dry bones can be restored. He died so that dry bones can be released. He died so that dry bones can be redeemed today. He died so that dry bones can be revived today. Amen. That's why he died. That's why he shed his blood. That's why he went to the cross for you and I. These bones may look pretty bad today, Pastor. Yeah, they may do. But they can live again. They can live again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Could you just do me a favor just a, just a moment? Can you just forget about those that's standing around you? Forget about them. And just let God breathe on you today. For the next few moments, just as she plays softly, can you just... Can you just whisper a prayer? God, just, just breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, Lord. Show me the direction you want me to go. Breathe on me, Jesus. Breathe on me. Breathe on us. We need your breath. We need your breath, oh God. We need your breath. 